Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. What a delight today to have a new friend, Capri Green. I've known her on Facebook for a while, and uh, we've commented on different things and things like that. But this is the first time I've got to talk to her or see her in person. And it's just, she's a delightful young lady with a wonderful story. Most of us, we're concerned about leading our kids to a good understanding of the Lord. Well, it was the other way around with you. So welcome, Capri, and tell us how that happened. Yes. So thank you so much for inviting me, Paul. And I've really enjoyed watching a lot of your videos and you just have such a sweet heart. (laughs) And it's just been really encouraging to find and meet people that are kind of going through the same journey you are. So you know, you're not alone. Right. Yeah. So my story is pretty interesting. (laughs) You don't find a lot out there that has gone through what I've been through, or at least I haven't met a lot of people (laughs) that have the same experience as me. So yes, it was my children, one in particular right now, uh, my seven-year-old who was four at the time, started speaking out about God and about Jesus. And he starts speaking out about Jesus building him a ladder and he would go up this ladder and there's a door there and he would enter the door and he doesn't call it heaven. He calls it going into the sun. And so he enters in and um, he explains like all these experiences he has there. So that started out when he was four. And when he started telling me what God was like and what Jesus was like, and he told me what God looks like and what Jesus looked like and all these wonderful, wonderful experiences he was having. And I was just blown away because I've just never experienced anything like that with any kid before. And I'm like, oh, what do I do with this? And so I started asking questions. And the questions that I started asking him were like the beliefs that I had about hell and about who did he see there? It was funny. I even asked certain questions like um, I asked him one time, does God ever talk about, because he talks about God's mountain a lot. And I was like, is his mountain named Zion? Because, you know, I asked him questions of what I knew in the Bible And he kept giving me all these weird looks like I lost my mind because I was picking things out of the Bible and asking him and because I was trying to compare the two together of what we read in the Bible. Right. And it was not so. I don't know how else to say that. And he just kept telling me, no, mom, God is in everybody's heart. And I was like, "Okay, okay. well, I I see God made everyone, but I don't understand how. You have to accept God for God to be in your heart. Mom, I don't, and he would just give me these weird blank looks like, no, mom. God, or he'll say, God sings in everybody's heart. 
everybody has God and God has everybody. And it, it was just this really interesting way he would put it together. And I was just so confused. And I was like, what in the world? And anyway, so I started this journey of searching because I was like, I wonder if there's more kids out there like him. And I wonder if there's more parents that are experiencing things like us when you have this child speaking out. And I have a whole journal of his experiences from age four and about, and he was remembering also when times when he was a baby, he would say, mom, when I was a baby, you know, I came here, God put me in his backpack and took me up his mountain, you know? And so it's all these crazy things. And he would explain things about his garden and his house and And he's only four at the time. And he didn't learn that in Sunday school. You know, you don't, four-year-olds, they don't teach those things even in church at that age. And he was mentioning all these things. And I was like, where are you getting this? And I just knew like, he had to be getting it from God because just the things he was saying. And he finally drew me a picture of his ladder and he calls it his eight ladder. And it's a total picture of symbol of a DNA strand because he he did the whole eight. Really? And then he put lines in it and it was a DNA strand. Really? And he calls it his eight ladder. Yes. Wow. Anyway, that's just a small little token real quick. I'm just, so I knew there was more. So I was like, I have to find out what is happening. Oh, his big thing is he, when he is with God, he tells me he's completely full of light. He tries to explain it like he turns on like a flashlight and his whole body is, is sparkly and he's totally lit up. And he's like, he's super bright, mom. And he says, um, at one time he says, you know, when I close my eyes, it's not dark anymore. It's all full of light. So it's like, you know, what kid says these things? <laughs> You should hear some of the things he says now at age seven, but I got to just, <laughs> I don't tell everything because I don't want people like, well, <laughs> this kid is weird, <laughs> you know, freak out. And <laughs> But it's just so, you know, I, I started searching and searching and just like, where's my child getting this? And, but, you know, I had a stirring. It was perfect timing. I had a stirring in me at that time too, before Jed started speaking out and, you know, everything just worked so orderly and timely, you know, together. And I just always felt like there was so much more. And uh, I started really looking at things like, is this all there is this life that we wake up in the morning or we're, we're kids, we go to school and, you know, we grow up, we maybe go to college or maybe not. And, you know, we get a job and we have a family, we raise a family and, you know, we just work, work, work to make things, ha- you know, to survive, I guess, to to live and go on a few vacations and we get old and we retire and that's it. And then we die, you know, like this, this big loop of things that just, it's just a circle, but it happens over and over. And I'm like, is this all there is to life or is there more, <laughs> you know, or, and so I just, And then that happened with my son. See, I was already questioning so much. And then my son started speaking out. And so that's kind of at least a little bit. I try to hurry and talk there, but a little bit of how it started. And I started searching for kids more like him that we're experiencing. And then I started searching people like, are there more people like me questioning 
everything. Am I alone? Am I going crazy? Like I thought I was going crazy and I have this child. Is this child going crazy? (laughs) I didn't know what was happening to us. And then I had a dream one night around this time that Jed started speaking out and it was a dream and there was two doors that was presented in front of me. One was blue and one was red and, you know, glowing, glowing, blue, glowing, glowing, red. And then, you know, I heard this voice in which I knew in my dream, it was, it was God's voice. And he says, I need you to choose, choose a door. And, um, and so I, I chose the blue door and it was funny because Jed's the one who woke me up from that dream. And so, um, it was in the middle of the night. I, I'll never forget that. That was like three years ago. So I didn't really, in my dream, didn't get to see what was on the other side of that blue door. But ever since I had that dream, a revelation and all this knowledge, everything just being downloaded to me right now has from that dream a prior time is just, it's amazing what's been happening and what's been going on with our family. And so, I mean, here I am. <laughs> what an amazing Man, I'd never heard of that happening to kids before. I'm sure it has, but I've I've never talked to anybody where that's happened. Well, so now tell me about your husband and how your understanding of what your son's talking about. Where did this surprise your husband too? And how's he come along with it? At first, he was a little like weirded out by it, but he's always been so open-minded. Like, I'm going to hear you out, not like shut you off. He's not a, like, I'm going to shut you off kind of person. He, he's been very open-minded about things because he was like, my son would talk to him too. So he's like, what, where, where's this coming from? I mean, what, what's, what's happening? So he was very interested, but you know, at that time he started his metal fabrication business. So it was really, really busy time for him and for, uh, and I'm at home with the boys. So I, you know, I'm with them all, all the time. But he always just said, I'm going to trust you, Capri, because I, I just have this, you know, he had this stirring in his heart that it was right. But he was too, he was kind of afraid of it at first, of what our son was coming out and saying. And, you know, all we'd known is what we've been taught in church. And then so I've been kind of presenting him with different, okay, well, what if, what if it's this, you know, what if it's that slowly? And I would say my husband's really also very sensitive in his discernment, uh, seeing, you know, I would say seeing in the spirit is what some people call it, but he sees and he can discern and and he's very sensitive to those things. So it made it really easy on my part because he knew and he was seeing and hearing as well. So it kind of made it easy. And now we're on the exact same page. But at the very beginning, it was just so weird. Because both for both of us, it was so weird because we've never till this day, we don't really know many parents that are going through this and kids like saying these things, like speaking out like that. And then like totally just, you know, demolishing every belief system you ever had. (laughs) And we had to start all over and just let God teach us and maybe even teach us through this child, except for my younger son is now starting to speak out. He's four. It was funny because my Jedediah was four when he started speaking out. Now my younger one's starting to speak out. He keeps telling me about this sky house and how bright it is and how God lives in the sun. And (laughs) so that's happening right now. But I love it. It is easier to have a spouse that's on board because I know many out there right now that it's, it's, it's a really tough time for them. 
either they got family members or their spouse or, or whatever they're going through. This really caused conflict, sure. conflict in homes and conflict in relationships. And it can be tough. So how have you dealt with that, with the church that you were going to before, with family and friends? How's it worked out for you? Honestly, like it's been great for me when we've been out of church for three years. And honestly, when we left, no one really even asked or called us or asked anything <laughs> about what's going on. So that made it really easy. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, I, I just kind of take it in all and like, maybe this is what we're supposed to do. This was really easy for us. There are some family members that don't get it. But we haven't received any kind of like a flack or any kind of controversy that much. I'm very blessed to have a mother and a few aunts and a grandmother who are right on board. Really? And uh, totally understand all of this. And uh, yeah, so I'm very blessed with that. We always said Jed woke up a whole line of the family. (laughs) (laughs) because it's been quite a journey and that part's easy as far as family. And we have some friends that, that kind of see eye to eye, like what we see and what we're believing now and kind of the direction and journey what we're going in. And you're very fortunate that you have had family and friends to support you like that. And as you know, from Facebook, that's not normally the case. So how has this affected you in your, all your relationships, like with Pete, how you see people when you go to the store or when you go to your kid's school or just out in the public or whatever, how's it affected you in your relationships? So what I've been learning myself, what I've been getting, you know, downloads for myself and and what I've been learning for, um, and I'll talk to my kids about it too. It's so funny. Anything that I get, I'll start talking to my kids like, what have you been seeing and hearing? And Because I'll believe, it's funny, I'll believe kids over any adult right now because there's so many (laughs) confused people right now. And, And kids, they just have such a pure, pure heart. Like they just, They haven't been conditioned. You know, the world hasn't gotten its hands on them yet. So they haven't had to go through all these conditioning beliefs and worldly systems, you know, in their minds. And right now, a child at this age is really what they call a right brain thinker. So their their intuition is, they're very insensitive to their intuition and their creativity. You know, they haven't really stepped into their logical side (laughs) to the left brain. And, Mm. you know, they say when they're 12, that's kind of when they kind of cross over and their left brain really starts kicking in and and the the reasoning and the logic, you know, start kicking in. But so I do, I, anything that I get, I even ask my kids, you know, what they think and what they're seeing and hearing. But for me right now, I have been hearing this scripture that says perfect love cast out all fear. And it's really showing me when you can see someone, not on the outside, not who they are, not what they've been through, not what they believe, not anything externally. When you can see someone completely whole and you can see someone completely healed, whole, you know, perfect, the way actually God sees them, it actually affects them. And I want to say down to a quantum level, but I don't want to get into science in this video. So it truly affects that person. And I've done that with my child when he's sick. One of my kids had like a really high fever one time and it's like a 103 fever. And I just, you know, I didn't 
look at him with fever. You know what I'm saying? I didn't look at him like something was wrong. I continued because perfect love cast out all fear. And, you know, when we experience sickness or any kind of diseases, there's either love or fear. So it has to be coming from fear. And so I looked at him with a perfect love as he is whole. He is complete. You know, God made him flawless. And I was like, I just kind of rested in that in peace. And I just held him and I told him how amazing and how loved he is. And he's just, there's nothing wrong with him. And he is just whole and complete. And it was funny. I want to say about 15 minutes later, the fever just completely dropped and just disappeared or it was just totally gone, you know, and I didn't have to give him medicine. I didn't have to take him to the doctor and it was like a one Oh three fever. And, and so I, I I just been learning this. And so I'm like, you know, this should affect everybody. We should be seeing everybody like this, not just our families, not just our spouse. Like, you know, we should see our president like this. (laughs) And I know that's hard for some people. We should see, you know, other leaders across the world, we should see countries like this, you know, like we should start seeing everybody whole and perfect and complete because it really, truly affects them down to a, a cellular quantum <laughs> level. Yeah. It, it truly affects them that way because we're all love and we're made by love and love is a design and it's just how we operate. It's how we should operate anyways. And and it's how we're going to heal. And I've learned that it doesn't even have to be with words. You don't even have to talk. It doesn't have to be with words. That's exactly right. Absolutely right, Capri. And of course, that makes me think of Second Corinthians five fourteen through 21, where the Apostle Paul says that uh, no longer do we look at anybody from the flesh or from the outside, but we look at everybody through Christ's eyes and see them. And gosh, what a difference that makes. We're almost out of time. This is going just flown by. Uh, but let's wrap things up and then we'll take a pause and we'll record another episode, which people will get to see and hear a week later. That'd be all right? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Great. Well, before we finish, tell people where they can find you online, how they can connect with you and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm just on Facebook, uh, Capri Green. Uh, not really a part of any ministry or anything. I'm just a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> and uh, my husband's business is Crown Fabrication. We do that through Facebook, and you can find me that way. But uh, honestly, just another face on Facebook and can connect that way through Messenger or however. So Great. Well, I know people will want to do that and find out more about your wonderful story and learn from you, and we all learn from each other. So as we get ready to close up this time and prepare for the next one, thanks again, Capri Green, for being with us, and thanks for everybody for watching and listening to another episode of Grace to All with Paul Gray. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.